Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode 361. This is Russ, and I have Rich and Aaron. Hey there. Hey. Hello. We're back. Um, it's almost like we never left. <laughs> Yeah, we record these pretty close together. So yeah, these, these two are actually recorded pretty close together. Uh, so we're here to talk about uh, Fear of the Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 5. We're almost at the at the halfway mark. More time than you know. Yeah. Uh, it was an episode of television. So, I'm coming in pretty hot because I just watched it. I don't, I don't, but I don't have this... Uh, this this resigned sadness that's in right. No, neither do I. <laughs> um, I got a couple of things that kind of irked me, but but uh, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, so we start the episode kind of where we left the last episode with Grace in pretty bad shape. Um, at the beginning here, Finch appears to be okay-ish, like sort of maybe. Um, but as as we'll see that 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 will uh, that will change. Um, but they've escaped on boat, kind of like we saw at the end of the last last episode. Uh, and as they're getting away, Padre is is in hot pursuit, uh, right behind them, and shooting shooting at them, trying to catch up. And they get on the radio to talk to June because they they want to you know they know that they were able to quote unquote cure Finch, and so they want to um, to be able to to do the same thing for. Grace, because she got bit in a place where they can't amputate, and she's losing a lot of blood, and she's not doing well. She's she's not healthy as it is, um, and so they're just headed out. Um, w- what's funny is at one point in the chase, Dwight mentions like somebody says like they're gaining on us, and he's like I, I I'm going as fast as I can or whatever, and then then like they cut did a couple cuts back and forth, and the next thing you know he like pushes the throttle all the way up and i'm like well clearly you weren't well, no, 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 no 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 because no. I, I thought i had the same thought but to be fair the second he did that the boat broke i mean like he was giving it all he got it was yeah. reason <laughs> oh i thought he got shot i thought he got i thought so, it took no, a hit. He, he, he revved it too much so it, over, it overheated he said oh, okay. he even says the line it, it's overheating gotcha okay that makes that makes more sense yeah, I no, I, I thought the same thing too, Russ. I, it's the kind of thing where I'll, whenever I watch like certain car chase movies that are less good, it's like there's constant shifting, even though they're going straight. It's like, why would you already in fifth gear? Like, yes. what is <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> I find it funny that that's the part of the scene you guys found puzzling. In terms of the boat chase, sure, because. What Russ is about to get to, where Shrike interrupts on the radio. I ha, has there been any establishment of Padre having aircraft? Mm. Aircraft? Aircraft? Yeah. What do you mean? 
No. Okay, so Morgan is racing against time from King County with Grace. On boat. On boat. And Shrike is at Padre. Or wherever those containers are near Padre. Uh-huh. And she says, I was in King County. I saw what you did there. How the hell did she get to King County and then back to there? And he has any, uh, it makes zero sense. Unless they have aircraft. No. Well, no, I mean, they they straight up said that the train moves. Well, not only that, but we don't know where. They have that amount of diesel to move that train. You don't need a lot of diesel to move a train. Trains actually move mostly on battery. They don't use a lot of diesel. Um, the the we but we don't know where Morgan. The one thing I'll say is they had to meet up with Dwight and Sherry, so they're quite a distance away from King County when they get in the boat, and then they're in the chase. So we don't know exactly how close. Like it's not. I mean, I'll say it's it's not very clear as to who is where. Also, as far as where Shrike is, I don't think it's perfectly clear that... that or how much time has passed between things. If, yeah, I mean... That is my one of my biggest pet peeves with these five episodes so far, is you have no idea of sense of time or direction, and you would think, oh, maybe that's something they're doing to be clever. No, it's just bad writing. And I mean, it's oh, just, I, have a, I have a sense I of time me, as far as... it doesn't this. really... <laughs> like, to me, it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't... I have, it, I have a sense of the time based off of what the episodes I'm watching. As far as, like, the geography, that's not really a thing that I'm concerned with in this show at this point, given that the entire Walking Dead series <laughs> has played pretty well, fast and yeah. loose with, with geography. Like, that's not – like, if I if I want to hold the show over – you know, rake the, <laughs> rake the show over the coals every week about geography, it's like, why am I even watching this television show at this point? It's like, that's just not a thing that's, gonna, like, getting at, getting at me any, in any way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I also think there's not enough established to to deny the things that are taking place either. Like you could you could say they're not explaining enough, but I'm also not in a position to think I don't have a reason to understand why Shrike wouldn't be able to do the things that she's done. There's there's too much of a lack of information to confirm either way if it's impossible for her to travel a certain distance or not impossible to travel a certain distance. I mean, I, I guess from my perspective, it doesn't really like. It doesn't really add anything if they expl- – like if they said, oh, if they show her getting into a helicopter and then taking off and then, get- and then getting out of one landing. Like it doesn't really – I mean all it does is explain how she traveled from A to B. It doesn't really add anything. shoe leather. Like it doesn't really add anything to the story. Like to me, it, it's – I don't know. It's, I guess I just didn't it's think It's not whether or not they do. I just wanted that explanation because I'm just trying to figure out how she was able to get – to according to the wiki and all that stuff, the fictitious King County is just south of Atlanta. And looking at, the, I mean, it makes zero sense to me. It's like five hours I, by car. I mean, uh, so you figure you can make the round trip in a day. I mean, you know that that part of Mississippi. I mean, I just, I just. While we're talking about it, I just went on to Google Maps and just mapped out like Gulfport because they're near the coast. Obviously, I mapped Gulfport, Gulfport to Atlanta, and it's six hours. And so, if they're if if King County's slightly south, then that would take a little time off. So, depending yeah. on where they're at along that coast or where they're at exactly in Mississippi, I mean, you know, again, a ten hour round trip isn't 
isn't on you know completely non feasible so and given that they were able to get back to so at the at the beginning of the episode they I'm were just obviously saying, they she got, got from Padre to King County and back in the same amount of time they left Padre or not Padre but King County we didn't we didn't know she was back though we knew where where where, where was she in the scene she's radioing and you see the containers and stuff so are the containers where okay wherever those containers are is where she was during the boat chase conversation on the walkies. And that's what I'm saying is it just, I'm trying to figure out how time works or distance works and how long had grace been since she was bitten. We got to, we got to move. I understand that. Cause this is just going to go in circles, but I do wonder if you're watching a boat chase, rich, why are you so concerned with like where strike is at the second? Like, isn't it exciting just to have a boat chase happening? Be, yes, but because it took me out of it, because I'm like, wait a minute, how did but she really get there? It took you out of it, like everything that's yeah. happening right now. It's because like, when it, she it, said okay, that, they're being like, wait a minute, hold on, geography. When she points. said that, I had to stop for a second and go, how in the hell did she? And it it took me out of it. I'm All sorry, right. I'm just, and it's just more instances of piss poor writing and show running this season. I, I guess this isn't where I this isn't the hill I would die on for the writing being bad. <laughs> I mean, I, again, if they explained it by her getting on a helicopter and stepping off a helicopter, it answers that question, but it adds nothing to the narrative. I mean, it it doesn't. I mean, we can make an assumption to say, okay, she they flew there and flew back. They have, they have like, resources. Yeah, They're yeah. Fine. I'm I mean, just it, saying it, it took me out of the awesome boat scene that they had set up <laughs> and were doing, and that pissed me off. And I'm just like, why would you? do that why would you say she didn't have to say that she could say i know what happened in king county she didn't have to say i went and saw or whatever you know it just uh it irked me that's all i'm saying it's just it laid down in the beginning of the episode i think this we're still in the cold open aren't we Yes. Yeah. We're in the cold open, and they already lay down that they're going to give me wonky and shitty plot points and writing. So automatically, I haven't even reached the opening credits, and I'm already not happy with this episode. Tough customer. Two out of three members of this podcast disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Um. But all right, so Shrike has that whole conversation, you know, about Morgan. Part of this was for her to see firsthand his skill, right? Like, so, so what we get out of that, regardless of 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 time dilation or or not, um, is that she she got a better sense of what more Morgan can do and what and what his skills are, and so she wants Morgan to clear the shipyard. She has the shipyard that where they have containers and containers, containers full of stuff. And they're just wall-to-wall walkers, and she feels like Morgan is uh, aptly equipped to uh, to to make a waste of of all the walkers. You know how I knew that we weren't going to see a sequence of Morgan killing all those walkers because it was too cool for them to set up that idea to begin with. <laughs> like the, the the plot of this episode came so easily as far as 
I'll strike a deal with you. If you go in and badass your way through this container full of zombies and destroy them all, I'll let you guys, you know, we're, know where June is or whatnot. And I'm thinking, that's this show is not going to give me exactly what I want right now. <laughs> I guarantee it. So, <laughs> se- so seven years of her way. dealing with Nightingale and seeing what Nightingale can do, she didn't know until now he's a badass? Apparently not to the extent I, that he was, given that he, she had to go to King County to see him actually doing stuff. So maybe he just wasn't doing stuff yeah. that wasn't as... I mean, as, they, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they make a point of... Like, I mean, he hid his relationship from Grace. Like, they've made a point of being low-key. I mean, they've, yeah. they've, they they kind of set that up, that Morgan True. Morgan's you know, tried to lay low, basically. Just like, hey, I'm going to do a certain thing and, you know, basically not... not tip his hand too much yeah and if there's one thing we can say for sure is shrike respects people's privacy so yeah that makes sense <laughs> um so it, it morgan gets on the radio and talks to daniel and is like hey you know this is you know we, we, they want us to go clear this yard there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff there and we can go take care of this and uh, Daniel's basically like, yeah, I, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Like he's, he's just like, <laughs> like I don't think so. Like we're not willing to risk all this for God knows what, and to probably be double crossed or whatever ends up happening. So Daniel's like, nah, I don't think we're gonna do that. Um, and and since Daniel isn't gonna help, like at this point they grab. Grace and pull her out and they're going to kill her because they can't they can't risk her turning and then turning on them um so they're they're just going to they're just going to kill her right there um, I I do like that there isn't like a last minute Daniel does come in and save the day or anything he's yes. like no I'm out like uh, you know he's just kind of expecting that at some point but yeah okay. And they did. They're like, nope, no. I, this that's that's a risk. I'm out. I, I he he takes a, a Shark Tank leave. He's like, I'm out. Yep. Uh, so at this point, Mo makes a move to, you know, it hits the gun, the gun fires off, the rest of them ambush all the Padre people. Um, and then <laughs> it's funny, Dwight gets on the radio and he's like, yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to talk to Shrike. And he's like, yeah, they're not going to be able to respond <laughs> to you. Sorry. Um, again, this is the second time Dwight's got on the radio and done the, uh, the hand solo, you know, we're all, we're all fine. Everything's okay here kind of bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Grace is fading pretty fast at this point, and she she has some coordinates that she wants to go to. They don't quite understand because at this point she's kind of in and out of consciousness too. She's like I said, she's kind of fading fast. They look on the map and they recognize it as like an old, um, uh, like a like a, a repeater station, so so like a radio tower kind of thing. Um, and they're not sure why she she wanna she wants to go there. Um, but they want to take Grace to the train. Like they, they understand that Grace wants to go to the specific place, but they also know they need to get her to the train because that's where um, June can help. And and hopefully, again, they have a lot of faith in this in this cure uh, coming in. Um, and so they they decide to, to split up. So again, um, Dwight, uh, uh, Mo, uh, Morgan, Mo, and. Um, and Grace are kind of in in one place trying to get to 
to the train, Dwight and Sherry split up, um, and it won't, and and then they both get they start getting shot at and they get pinned down. Um, uh, so they're stuck like in this house, just kind of like out in the out in the woods. Um, they find out that from Grace when she kind of wakes up and has her moment of lucidity that those coordinates are the reason she she went there. She's basically been hoarding supplies and you know just kind of odds and ends and. Um, she's trying to make this repeater station into a home. She was hoping that, you know, knowing that she was getting sick again, that she would start hoarding a bunch of supplies and try and make a home of this place and that the three of them could at least try and live out the, what little time that Grace had before she dies of, of the cancer that's, uh, that's, that's come back. Um, at this time, Finch starts to get sick. He starts to feel lightheaded and he's starting to get a fever. And so they... Uh, they call June and June's like, well, you know, how hot is he? And they're like, I don't know. He's freaking hot. Like, I don't have a thermometer um, on me. And so she's like, check the wound. And so they pull the bandage off and that, that, that wound looked pretty gnarly. It was, it was all red and inflamed uh, and everything else. And at that point, June is like, okay, it sounds like the infection's back. And so now, now it's kind of this dilemma, right? Like they're trying to get Grace to the train. So June can 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 uh fix up Grace. June it up with the radiation. June, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but at this point Finch is also sick and June needs to look at him to figure out what to do. And so they they just, Morgan says like, Hey, you need to go check out Finch. Like he's you know, he's a kid, he you know, he, he could do it. And you could just talk me through what I need to do at the train. Like basically they'll get June there and or they'll get Grace there and then you could uh, June can talk him through it. Um, and, uh, so June's headed, headed towards Finch at that point. Um, Morgan has, uh, uh I know you're just like reading off what happened, <laughs> but it's, it, but it's fine. It's like, I'm honestly, I'm just into this. Like, I have no real issue with what's taking y- place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's just like the, you know, just kind of things just keep moving, you know, fo- forward. Um, there's a there's a purpose to what's taking place. There's a race against the clock kind of aspect. It doesn't. Yeah. But despite my <laughs> despite mild trepidation about the geography of the scene, I mean the the plotting of this episode, I think, is pretty sound. Yeah. Um, one of one of the questions that I have here, though, is, and I mean, I'm fine with how it played out, but why wouldn't they say hey, Dwight, you need to get him to to the train as well? Because even if June gets there and he is sick. She needs the radiation to treat him. So I I don't know. It just would have made more sense. Well, they from he, a, they're they're for, pinned down, right? Like they can't. And so if the kid is sick and can't move, they would have to try and. Oh, care. I thought they got out from being pinned. No, no, no. Down. They're still in that house. Oh, yeah, they're pinned. Yeah, they're pinned. They're pinned down in that house. Because I thought at one point Dwight's like, "Go and I'll I'll." I thought he did something to distract the two of them got away and then he joined them. No, that's Morgan. Morgan decides. So yeah, after all this, Morgan decides. So they, they're coming towards Morgan, Moe and grace in the boat. And that's when Morgan is like, look, drop me off. You head to, to the, to, to the coordinates. And I'll- yeah, I know that, but I'm talking, I remember cause Dwight and, 
what's her name? Sherry. They were all crouched down. They were getting shot at. He's saying, I'm pinned down, blah, blah, blah. You're about to probably have company or whatever. And then he does something, and Sherry and what's the kid's name? Finch. Finch, get away, and then whatever Dwight does, and then he joins them. And then, but then they're still pinned down? Well, they're pinned down for a while, and at some point, they, they, what, so this, Dwight ends up saying, um, no, Morgan ends up saying, when he splits off, he's like, they're, they're, they know that they don't need to be going after Dwight and Sherry. They need to go after Morgan, Moe, and Grace. Right. Yeah. And so that's when, that's when Morgan decides, because Dwight tells him, like, hey, they're, they're, they're not going to stay with us. So Morgan decides to peel off to lead them astray so more, so Grace and Mo can get away. And at that point, once they peel off and, and realize that it's not Dwight and Sherry they're after, they leave there. And at that point, Dwight and Sherry and Finch end up going to the court, the, the, the repeater station. They head that way. I, I'm assuming just because that was – Again, they don't spell it out, but I'm assuming it was just easier for them to get there to meet June than it would be for all of them to get to the train. Like, I think that that that's the that was the thinking. Except didn't how how did Dwight and Sherry know about the repeater station? They were there when when they looked. They were the ones that that's Dwight's the one that said it was a repeater station. Because. Morgan pulled out the coordinates on the little piece of paper and then Sherry gets the map out and then oh, Dwight that's says that's right. a repeater. That's so they were all okay. right there when, when they yeah. when they came to that realization. So yeah. It's just that she doesn't say what she did with it until they're split. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so yeah, so Morgan peels off to to basically try and draw them off. Um and then the the plan is they'll meet at the repeater station. Like basically everybody at this point thinks that they're headed to the repeater station. Dwight and Sherry are going to meet June there. They're going to take, take uh, grace there because that's where she wants to be. And of course, um, at, at this point, um, Mo decides she's going to pull an audible and puts her on one of those little, uh, seesaw, you know, train car things, um, and, and get her to the actual train. So even though, that's not where she wanted to go. She's decided like, no, this is, this is, this is where they need to go. She needs help. They, you know, she's finally gotten back to him. She's stopped drinking the Kool-Aid. So she wants grace to, to live so they can all kind of actually be a family. Um, and of course, as they pull up to the train, there's a bunch of, uh, <laughs> child soldiers that are, <laughs> that are there waiting for them. Those damn child soldiers. <laughs> yes. Um, she ends up getting Grace inside. She kind of is able to kind of talk her way, you know, uh, through it with with the kids. We're just gonna glaze over that. I want because I'm guessing. How many takes do you think that they had to go before they said, "Okay, that's as good as she's gonna give"? Um, was she reading off a of cue cards? Her lines. God, it was bad. Who Mo? Mo, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, was, I, yeah terrible like i'm like oh i get what aaron sees now <laughs> don't no, throw me the one that hates children mo. <laughs> i have no problem with mo <laughs> well no you with the children actors on the show 
It was it was just Judith. <laughs> it's just Judith. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I just thought that entire sequence was just terrible, and not just her either. Uh, what's the Dove? Dove. She's fine. Is what I, I she was fine. I, I just thought that that was a terrible, terribly done sequence, badly edited, just everything about it. I. This episode, I'm telling you. Um. So yeah, so they they get stopped. Um, they get Grace inside. Mo talks to to June on the radio, and they think what what's happened is June was being a little cautious with how much radiation she was using to try and kill the infection because she didn't want to obviously end up irradiating Finch. But it looks like she just didn't give him enough to kill the. In infection that it just wasn't quite enough, and so she thinks, okay, if we come back through and give it another blast, then then that would probably knock it out. Um, so yeah, so June walks Finch through the radiation bit and how to how to do it, and um, that's when she explains the the bit about you know Finch and that you know she needs to hit him with another dose of radiation. Um, you mean and- she walked low, right? She what? She walked Mo through. Yes, I'm sorry. She walked Mo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. So Grace's fever starts to get to just keep increasing, um, and you could tell she's just the makeup people did a pretty good job because she just quickly is. You you could see she's just deteriorating and getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, she looked bad. Yeah. Um, And at one point, June asked her like, "Hey, what's your temperature? What's her temperature?" And um, Mo is able to check it, and it's 106. And June at that point knows like, okay, there's no like. This is this is it. Like there's radiation didn't work. Mo's trying to you know this I thought was actually kind of a typical kid reaction. You know where it's like, oh, you just didn't. We didn't do it enough, so we just need to hit it again with more. And Jim's uh-huh. like, no, you no, like you can't. Like that. That's not it. And Mo is desperately wanting to, you know, just just hit her with more radiation to kill this infection, and it ain't happening. Um, and this is when, you know, they get Morgan on the radio and they kind of are able to talk and kind of have their last moments and it's kind of unsaid, but like Morgan basically tells Mo like, Hey, if, if I can't get there in time, you know what you have to do. Um, which again, having every time in one of these shows where they have to have a kid either put down like a, a parent or some sort of family member um, because they're afraid they're going to get up, uh, you know, w- wake up as a zombie. Like that, that's always rough. Like, and, and sometimes it seems like it comes a little, maybe too easy when they can actually do it. And so I actually kind of appreciated that here that were Mo just couldn't go through with it. You know, again, grace, eventually grace passes, like her and Morgan are kind of able to have their last conversation, tell each other they well, love each other. Ki- she's Morgan's kid, so obviously she's going to waffle and not do it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I agree with you as far as the circumstances and how they generally play out on this show. I do like how this show handled as far as there's no music. Um, yeah. It, it lets them fight, and it's intense. And because the show is at a certain point, I'm generally wondering, like, how far are we going to go with this? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, you sort of make start questioning everything at this point. <clears throat> um, but but yeah, Mo. So and Grace ends up passing. She wakes up fairly quick. Um, 
and then Mo has to try and fend her off. The only thing weird is she put her fingers awful close to, to her mouth. Yeah, like that's why I was, was. Well, that's what that's what raised the tension for me. I was like, like you're gonna lose both. This is gonna, it's like, it's gonna be like a Morgan Morgan Berserker Rage finale. <laughs> we're gonna go with. Um, or poor Mo, Morgan has to come in and put down Grace and then take the machete to poor Mo's hand, like, <laughs> um, you know, because she gets bit on the finger or something crazy uh-huh. like that. Um. But yeah, so it's it's a it's a pretty brutal struggle. There's like a couple rounds of it, um, and eventually Morgan has to come in and put her down. Which again, like heartbreaking that you know Morgan a he couldn't get there in time before she died, and b he has to be the one like his his first his first response in seeing this woman that he loved is dead is he has to stab her in the head. I mean that's that's pretty messed up. Um. And then, of course, at this point, he doesn't even have time to mourn or barrier or deal with anything. Um, and Shrike and her crew come up to the train. Um, Morgan goes out and confronts her, and she brings him the axe. She's like, oh, this is what we found when we first found you. Here's here's your axe. Um, and Morgan's like, look, let me bury her and have a moment and mourn her. And then you know, we can, we can talk about doing this. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Like you need to, you need to do this. We need to get this cleared out. And this is, I mean, we all know what's in there, but she explains it to everybody else that this yard has containers full. And then they're, they're going to try and fulfill the mission of her father, which is to seed other settlements all around the country. Um, and basically just kind of move on from, uh, from, from what they were doing. Um, and it's been at least 12 years, so, you know, waiting a few more hours for him to mourn her, it, it cannot, you know, yeah. just cannot happen. Yeah. Bitch. Mo thinks that she can clear clear the yard. Um, so she's going to take her, her and the child soldiers are going to go go clear the yard. And this is where I shut it off. There's a bit. Um, there's a bit where Morgan has his, has the staff against, um, against Shrike. And there's part of me that just wanted to go when she's, she tries to give her little spiel. I was like, wouldn't this be awesome if in the middle of her giving this, this, uh, this, uh, speech, he just like stabs her right in the head and just, and that's the end of that. Um, that would have saved the episode for me. Uh, yeah, but, because when Mo decides that she's like, yeah, I don't want to feel this anymore, so I'm just going to throw away everything that I just thought. And I mean, it's a kid-type reaction, yes, but it's very, very, I don't know. I just, I, I hated every second of it, and I shut it off, didn't watch it until just before we came on to record this, I watched the end of it. Um, and even that was painful. You okay? I, I <laughs> How's your week going? Uh, it, it, it's this, I'm sorry. This, this show is just garbage. <laughs> okay. That's a violent reaction. Wow. <laughs> it's, I just, I, 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 it just, it's bad. It's just so bad. Um, so at the end here, Morgan just kind of says, like, everybody else dies but him. Like, he's not worried about dying at this point. Um, because I don't die. I don't die. Everybody else dies. Um, 
and then they lock him in the train because they're like, okay, we can't trust him. He's clearly off his uh, unhinged. Um, and off well, they I mean, go. What, I don't know what else they're going to do with him anyway. <laughs> like, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, lock him in the train with the giant windows that must be unbreakable. I mean, for one thing, they could be pretty hard to break. Uh, but also, I mean, they not to shot mention a, if it's they, a train they up, car. They also shot been... up a couple of flares, and so there's there's tons of walkers yeah. surrounding him now as well. They don't make it easy. Yeah, if it's a train car that operated in the United States post the '60s, then it definitely has the windows that pop. So, um, oh, it doesn't yeah. look that new for one thing. It looks more like a cargo train, if anything. But also, I mean, again. The other option is we take the guy that can easily beat us in combat with us, as opposed to what's make it a very difficult situation for him to escape from. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they thought, okay, well now like we'll never see him again. Like I don't think they thought like, okay, we locked him in the train, therefore he has Or that every train car has access to the roof. Sure. Um But again, I think they heighten the stakes with Oh, by the way, there's also all, all these the walkers, walkers are that are headed right for this thing. So even also, you- that trade has been clearly heavily modified, given it has a checks notes zombie head contraption so i mean yeah. it's, who, knows what else who else knows what they've done to that train to make it very foolproof as far as true, getting out of it true. sealed I'll up the windows and yeah everything else um yeah i mean it could be heavy duty plexiglass instead of glass glass anyway Again, especially I don't think they, they, especially I don't if they think, exist in a world where walkers are around and constantly pounding on glass. Yeah, yeah, maybe they reinforce those windows to make it so you can't get out of them very easily. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't think the intention was we know he. There's no way for him to escape this thing. It's more just let's let's stop this. We guy just for need a while. to slow him down long enough for him to be either eaten by all these walkers or definitely preoccupied with having to get himself away from them while we get away to where we need to go. Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't think they were trying to put him in a in a escape proof prison. Um. Yeah, so that's that's where we end it. So I mean, conceivably, obviously, the 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 train yard is going to be the focus for the last episode of this half. Interesting, interesting. No, uh, no strand. Oh yeah, we're saving him for next season. I guess. Also, yeah. He, I, I, I can also, Cole Domingo. Pretty busy these days. <laughs> true. No, for yeah, that that is true. Um, he's Unicron. I don't, know if, I don't know if you know like this. He's Unicron. Yes, I heard. He's he, he's Unicron. He's uh, he's uh, the Orson Welles of his time. I was going to say Orson Welles was <laughs> was otherwise occupied. <laughs> he's a producer though, and I noticed he's a producer on the episode on the episodes. So, oh, is on the oh is he? Uh, oh yeah, he's he's getting that money. Nice. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just no, thought it was interesting in that like, we haven't seen he's him He's in like all. five movies this year. He's got a ton of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, he's, yeah, he's very busy. Um, so that's, that's where we, I, I'm just really curious. So with, with one more episode left in this half, and then we get some sort of hiatus, I'm really curious as to see where they're going to leave this. Are they going to, are they going to wrap, is it, you know, are they going to wrap this part of the story up? Are they going to leave us on some kind of cliffhanger? I'm I'm just really curious to see where like okay with six episodes left what are we what are we dealing with here I, I imagine we'll probably see Strand in this in the next episode even if it's have, just like the last thirty seconds it'd probably to, be like a little post yeah like, this very end thing 
I, w- I won't be surprised if the Shrike stuff is is wrapped up next week. And, I hope so. And the the, and the last six episodes are all strand focused because I mean he's essentially the villain of the series at this point. He's like he's the Thanos that's in the working in the background somewhere. Yeah. And especially if Daniel's still out there, it's like we don't have time to like deal with Shrike stuff again in the next half of the season and deal with Daniel and deal with all this. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm completely far off, but I just feel like we're going to... Either that or he's going to show up to help Shrike uh, secure Padre. And or the that's opposite. Gonna be... See, right there, that sounds well, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Strand yeah. helping Padre. <laughs> Strand's like, oh, you to guys take it over. To take yeah, it over. Yeah, in that, in that regard, sure. I, like, I that's, can, why I think the strike, that's why I think the strike stuff's going to be wrapped up, so Strand can stroll in and be like, it's my time now. Yeah. And it's like, all right. <laughs> I, I can more easily see Morgan and his crew having to team up with Strike to take on Strand than the other way around. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'm just curious to, as to see uh, how this how this last six will play out, um, given given what's transpired for the first half of this. So that's and where then, we sit. All right. Next week is the mid-season, but we're also getting Dead City next week, yes. right? Yes. Yes. It's a twofer. And are we getting two episodes of Dead City or just one? Just one. I guess okay. the one. Yeah, it's just going to be a two-hour block. They don't, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes with the new series, they'll do two episodes. So. Yeah, just AMC doesn't usually do a three-hour block for... <laughs> for their content. So. All right. So, Rich, I'm pretty sure I know where your Toby ratings stand, but but let, let me have it. One. It gets one. It gets a single um, It was just... It was painful to, to sit through. It really was. Like I said, the cold open had me disappointed. Um, I mean, you they started really strong with that boat chase, and then it just... Yeah, um, I I thought that the kid that plays Mo has done pretty decent until this episode. Man, I just felt she delivered everything very wooden. It looked like I don't know. At points, I thought, did they have her reading off cue cards? I don't know. The only thing I thought that was really good was the whole, like you mentioned, Russ, when uh, she's like, you know, no, we can just, we need to do it more and stuff. I thought she played that little scene pretty well. But then, like, when even she was arguing with Grace about, no, we can't give up or back and forth, she just got all very wooden in the way she I don't know I just didn't think it was very well done um, I think the writing is still being done by a poorly guided AI um, hopefully they can get a new program for the last six episodes um, yeah one and I think I'm being generous with one all right Aaron I almost want to overrate it. Uh, <laughs> just like I generally enjoyed this episode. I, I thought it was tense when it needed to be. I like that it threw me around with the plot as far as it sets up one thing that could be a thing and it's not. And then it sets up a different status quo and then it gets to a more intimate status quo. Status quo is the wrong term. So it's a more, a more intimate set of circumstances. And I appreciated that. I appreciate that it actually had some loops to throw me through as far as getting to what the point of this episode was going to be. Um, 
I don't have an issue with any of the acting this week specifically. I'm not going to say it's, you know, I'm through the roof and like praising it, but at the same time, I didn't see a, a moment that stuck out to me as far as how uh, they could have used a better take here. It's just like, yeah, that's doing the job. Uh, I, you know, as, as much as uh, Grace has been sick and not sick over the course of the time she's been on the show, I, I did like the character. And so the fact that she passes this week is, uh, I think it was both handled well and yeah, it provides the required like emotional factor of that. So like, you know, it's good stuff there. Um, and I'm intrigued by where this goes next week. Like all in all, I thought it was a pretty solid episode of Fear the Walking Dead. So I'll see you have another three and a half Tobies. Nice. I'll give it a three. I, I, I thought it was a, a, it was fine. Uh, you know, again, few minor quibbles, but I, I just, I thought the way they handled Grace's death, um, was fairly well done. I, I I think I'd rather see this than just the whole going through the radiation sickness cancer thing, you know, because we kind of went through that already, and then it just kind of drags oh. everything out. So, uh, I I I I think they handled it well. And again, I, I like the f- again. It was even more heartbreaking the fact that Morgan couldn't be there, and just the circumstance that that all went down with. So, um. Hats off to the makeup team. I think they did a really good job making Grace look uh I will I will terrible. second that for sure. Um so yeah, three for me. So did we It's uh, interesting cuz we were very similar cuz I only had a few little gripes too. <laughs> a few. I had a lot of major gripes though, but just a few minutes. A few little ones, yeah. Major yeah. gripes is one of my favorite Walking Dead characters. <laughs> yeah. I remember what, are, remember what major gripes really messed up the uh, the Commonwealth. Oh man! <laughs> All right, did we get any uh, Tobies this yeah. week? We did get a Toby this week because I accurately remembered to put the Toby rating up. Nice. Um, a good thing that's recorded earlier than last week. Uh, but of course, this is where we uh, go over the ratings that the listeners are able to provide us on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/wtvpodcast, where you can join in and. Feel free to have any kind of conversation you want involving the, uh, the various shows and what have you. And uh, for, yes, for more time than you know, we have one Toby rating here. It is from Kevin Barry. He writes, 1.5, this episode happened out of five. This was probably my least favorite episode of the season. I do not really know what the writers had in mind for this episode. They seemed to try and Neither give a little stream time to each character, and it was just not that good of an episode. Like we didn't get a lot of time with all the characters, but okay, that's fair enough. Man, clearly, Aaron, we're in the we're in the minority. We're the minority of being like, you know what, the show's delivering something. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. So heading into the home home stretch, I bet you we'll have more engagement with Dead City. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been really excited for that. And then I just saw this like a couple hours ago, and I'm trying to figure out where this, what article this came from, so I don't have verification that this is real. But it's a quote from Lauren Cohen that says, uh, "It's interesting. I don't know what she's answering, but it's interesting because you're typically paired with someone who will ultimately become your characters." romantic interest or who's a clear nemesis you need to defeat but the case with maggie and negan falls in a gray area and it isn't so cut and dry okay okay that does, i, I hope like they're not setting stuff. up some romantic 
BS between the two what? of them. Well, I mean, it seems very specifically that it's not. I mean, yeah, the, I mean the, question seems, the question seems to be angling towards, like, what's it like to work with this guy who killed your husband or whatever it is? And it's like, yeah, that's... That's it, what I thought. That's why I'm like, I don't know if this where this quote came from, so I'm gonna, I don't know. But what even I'm, I hear I hear you, and I mean, judging by what she's saying, I think yes. Given the kinds of shows you get, where you have a male and a female, sorry, that's just the way it is in a lot of these TV shows. Yeah. Uh, you typically you're you're typically angling it so there's romantic chemistry in addition to you know whatever other kind of chemistry there is, and this is a show that's decidedly not going to do that if anything that's reassuring that they're not going to do that kind of thing because that'd be ridiculous yeah that's what i was kind of hoping because i read it both ways and i was like well maybe she's just saying that's not going to be what it is but i I don't know i think she's saying it to to tell you this is why this is interesting well it's not about two people that eventually fall in love it's about two people that have no reason to like each other but have to work together well i think she's saying it's not the extreme on either end right like it's not Uh like my goal is to defeat this person and kill him and my goal is not also to sleep with him so it's 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 not cliche it's in the middle of of between i mean which i hope that is what it is there's no way there is no way on this earth they're going to they're going to put it, give those two any kind of romance. The, the, Everyone would riot. There's zero percent chance that that. I just, happen. I hope not, because I mean, I mean, they they went out of their way to give Negan a wife and a kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. The, the, there's well, no way. Uh, yeah. That okay. Because they even had that conversation with Maggie where she straight up said, like, there's going to be days where I just can't even look at you. Like they, they made it. Like her laying all that out to me was very clear. Like. Me like, too. This is not going in that direction. And then giving Negan a wife and a potential kid like that, like that's yeah. I, I have of all the things I fear for for this show, that is like the, the at the very bottom of the list. I, I just don't see there's any that that's not even a thing. Because everything about this show has me excited. I think it's going to be a good one. I really do. But I don't know. Somebody clipped that quote out, and I'm like. I hope that's not where they're going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, even if that quote is 100% verbatim what she said, that that yeah. solidifies the fact that that's not where they're going. Yeah. The person that clipped it out seems to insinuate that that might be where they're going. Well, sure. That's I mean, why. You can, so. you can <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> no, I know. You can make out of whatever you want out of anything, pretty much. So. Russ. You're you're so cynical. You know that people can't lie on the internet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. So next week will be a little more exciting, where we'll have a, a finale yeah. and a premiere to to discuss. So. All right. Real yeah. quick, Aaron. Where can folks find you on the internet these days? I am in a number of spots. I write movie reviews for LeaveEntertainment.com. And we'll see if I actually write something for Dead City. I might try to do that, actually, get the Dead City review up as well over there. Um, I host a podcast out now at Theron and Abe with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases and other fun stuff. We got uh, we just said Spider-Verse. We talked Transformers. We're going to talk The Flash soon. It's, uh, it's all kinds of fun going on with the summer movies and all that. Um, and speaking of podcasts, I am also part of the Summer of 93 at 30 series of podcasts that's part of the brandon peters show where myself brandon peters and scott mendelson talk about the summer movie season from 1993 which has also been a lot of fun and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 nice rich yeah uh 
on the socials at chubtoad01. And you can stay right here, hhwled.com, for the Walking Dead TV podcast for me. And um, when Dr. Current is not in the uh, dusty hellscape or fighting off uh, of the flu, uh, you can check him over at the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Um, where we do Gotham by Geeks, and we just recorded an episode last weekend that'll be posting here pretty quick, um, talking about Gotham City Year One uh, by by uh, by Tom King and Phil Hester, which was a lot of fun to talk about. So definitely check that out. Um, thanks everyone for for listening. We'll be back next week. So until there's no more hell and the dead walk the earth, geography is a bitch.